Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on, Philip? How are you, man? I'm okay, man. I'm all right. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that you're feeling better. I know, you, I know you've been there. a little bit under the weather lately. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm getting there. My voice is still not 100%, but I'm trying. You know, if, you, if I do the two taps, it means I'm going to break out <laughs> coughing. So. I will uh, try to not be in my own world and, <laughs> and notice all the tapping going on. The tap, 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 yeah. Just a little tap, tap, tappy, tap, tap. Anyway, welcome, guys, to Neighbors Don't Knock. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, uh, we'd like to say welcome and hit that subscribe button and follow us because we drop new episodes every Friday. But you've tuned into a show where we unapologetically have conversations as neighbors as we attempt to discover new neighborhoods and expand our own neighborhood with guests and uh, some hilarious relevant, and all kinds of just banter, so you're not going to want to miss them. Uh, you can also check out previous episodes of our show. Go back and listen to seasons one, two, and three, as well as this current season of season four, because we are on episode 19. The penultimate. We're on the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah, I guess. You like that word? Yeah, I do like that word. I was I was trying to contemplate something clever to <laughs> tag on to. I was like, Dictionary. no, I got I got nothing. <laughs> Thank you, Webster. <laughs> ah, penultimate, the second to last. Uh, you know, but today being Friday the thirteenth, we're going to get into some unlucky conversations, I guess, or topics. <laughs> I hope not. I hope they're not too unlucky. But I am excited to talk about it because it occurred to me that we were going to drop this episode today. I had no idea how Friday the 13th came to be, and I decided to look it up. All right. Well, let's educate me and, and everybody else listening. Well, this might surprise you and, and our listeners, but like everything else on the great World Wide Web, when it comes down to history, there are differing opinions about exactly when 13 truly became known as an unlucky number. But... Because we're complete Marvel geeks and because uh, <laughs> we recently true. had our friends from Beyond the Mouse on the show, which, by the way, if you have not checked out that episode, please go back and listen to it. It's about everything Disney uh, in every well, regard. everything Disney and more. Exactly. And more. And, and, more. and, 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 and uh, big shout out to Beyond the Mouse podcast. What's up, guys? Yeah. So, so my favorite origin story, if you will, about Friday the 13th, or at least the 13 being the unlucky number... Yeah, I was going to say, you, you're going to have to go past the, the horror movie, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you, are you in, like, Greek mythology or ancient Egypt? Well, hang on. Norse, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, yeah, that was, it actually... Hence the Marvel that, reference. Uh, yes. The, yeah, uh, I, I did find that. It this. was Loki because, I, well, it, there's really two superstitions about it. With the Norse superstition about it, the story goes that 12 gods got together in Valhalla for a dinner. Yes. And of course, and our Loki friend, was the 13th. Right. Loki wasn't invited <laughs> and he decided to crash the party. And quite frankly, props to Disney and Marvel because they get that kind of mischiefy sort of thing correct because it's totally something that our friend, the film, you know, MCU Loki would do, right? Is crash the party. But the best part is he crashes the party and then he arranges for 
uh, Odin's blind son to shoot another god with an arrow and kill him dead at the party. And that's how they, it becomes known as unlucky. Yeah, but they're all gods. I thought you couldn't kill a god. Well, I guess a god. I guess gods can kill each other. Okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Okay, that goes back to the Marvel movies. Remember when Loki challenges Thor? That's true. They think we're gods. Should yeah. we test them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite wonderful. Well, you know, it's really very similar to the other one. If you go a little bit, I guess, later it in more... I call it biblical times. Again, the Christian mythology. It's the Christian yeah, mythology, yeah. and it was Judas that was number thirteen. Number thirteen to the Last Supper, and of course, the whole Judas betrayed, you know, Jesus and all of this. So, you know. so this is why I love I love these uh, these ancient sort of historical references because this is where the Norse traditions and the Christian traditions show their their differences in like general mentality, right? In the Norse tradition, like people are shooting each other with arrows at the dinner. <laughs> in, the, in the Christian, well, yeah, because that, that weapons were uh, allowed at the table, right? And the Christian tradition, you know, Judas shows up, and then the next day Christ dies. So it's like, oh, that became unlucky. But in, <laughs> it's like, well, we need to be civil first, <laughs> yeah, right? Totally. <laughs> but I mean, how do they know? Uh, you know, first of all, I. I truly believe that Judas was a real person. You know whether the the stories and the Bible and everything is is a you know hundred sure, percent sure. accurate. That's a long, that's long, a long deep rabbit hole. Exactly right. So how do they really know he was the thirteenth? I mean, you know, would it have been weird if if he was like twelve? You know, and Peter was the thirteenth, but like he snuck in or something. You know, it's like no, dude, it was Judas. So they had numbers. <laughs> they had num- They wore their tests. seating chart. <laughs> that's right. I've seen the painting. It's very yeah. specifically laid out. You know, but that's why they're not shooting each other with arrows at the actual dinner, right? Because in, in the Christian mythology, it's like, hang on, I'm doing something really fun with wine here. G- give me a second. Watch this water cup. It's just <laughs> this is going to be really neat. It's a cool party trick, guys. No, okay. You don't want you don't want to miss this one. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. So so we got that from Wikipedia. But if you look at history.com, they get a little bit deeper into this. They start with the Christian mythology as, yeah. as the reason for 13 being an unlucky number. Now, where Friday comes into it is actually quite interesting. It's not the 1980s uh, Jason movies, believe it or not. That's not what made it unlucky. In 1907, there was a publication of a novel called Friday the 13th. And that was about a stockbroker who played on superstitions about that particular date to create, quote-unquote, chaos on Wall Street and sort of manipulate the stock market in his favor. So it was really 1907 forward when all of a sudden Friday becomes associated with the 13th and Friday the 13th, as today is, becomes uh, the, the, the date and, and, you know, sort of tradition we love so much in pop culture. Yeah, well, and then, of course, the movies helped, you know, make it that, oh, my gosh. And, you know, the Friday the 13th typically comes around, what, twice to three times a year. I think that's about right. About th- I think it's about three times a year. I you know, it depends on the leap year, right? I, yeah, I, it, and there's, a, you know, you can play. Uh, I'll I'll share a few things that I found about it. You know, the death of Tupac was on Friday the thirteenth. Oh yeah, the list of unlucky things of that unlucky happen. things that happen. Yeah. Uh, the Buckingham Palace bombing. I think it's funny in nineteen in nineteen forty. <laughs> he he is. He's on an island. He dude. is not. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I think, I think he's dead as well. I'm sorry, the bombings? <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, the Buckingham Palace bombing mm. in uh, 1940. Uh, so that also happened. I mean, there's also the the, the very infamous plane crash that, that fell into the Andes Mountains. And it was very disturbing because 
there was very few survivors and those that did survive they couldn't get anywhere they were pretty much stuck where they were and so it was said to believe that they ate you know the no they did the, the, yeah, dead, yeah, yeah. the dead people yeah. right great book, um, great movie yeah, yeah, yeah. So I cannibalism also, kind of that. that happened, you know. So yeah. that was, and that was in the with the the early seventies, I believe, is when it actually happened, uh, or nineteen seventy two, nineteen seventy Friday the thirteenth. Football team, rugby team. Yes, yeah. It, it was a, it was a it was a rugby team that that crashed in the Andes Mountains and said initially twelve died from the crash. The next day, five additional passengers died, and one more. Uh, eight days later. Yeah. Pop culture tip, if you all want to have some fun with this one, I use this quite frequently when I'm up in New England during the winter. If you're ever facing a particularly windy, snowy day and there's a lot of people around, just shout, we have to get to the other half of the plane <laughs> and see how many people turn around and look at you. You'll know right that's, away if they get it That's not funny, man. It was, it's really funny. <laughs> it's not funny. You know someone's going to freak out. No, tragic uh, story. Really funny to see how people <laughs> react to it. It's, it's pretty good. Okay, now this one I did find, and I thought this one was really kind of bizarre. Not really disturbing, but more bizarre. Uh, it was in 2010, and <laughs> the story says that a 13-year-old was struck by lightning at exactly 1313. It's a military time. So at 113, <laughs> this 13-year-old this was struck by lightning hmm. on Friday the 13th. Hmm. And so <laughs> the headline was talk about your bad luck. <laughs> I'm thinking in a previous life he buried 13 people in his backyard. I'm just saying right now because that's a little bit uncanny. I, you know, I don't. I hate to laugh at that, but it really kind of is. It's okay. It's not too soon. It's it's not too soon. <laughs> it's okay. So those are just a couple of things. Of course, everyone has their own stories. But you know, if you we talked about the whole where did the bad luck come in with it? But there is like Egyptians and a lot of other people consider thirteen a good number and a very and a very lucky number. As do I. Would you like to hear a good thirteen? I, I I would. I would actually. My wife and I met on the thirteenth floor of our office building. Before we started dating, that's how we met. Okay. It had a floor 13 actually registered on the elevator and everything because lots of buildings won't do that. Yeah, that's true. They, right? they skipped they skip the 13. They skipped that. And she was living in an apartment number 13 okay. when we met. And that was the first apartment we shared together. My uh, high school uh, number for my, my water polo number was 13. Oh, very nice. So I, I shouldn't say we really wasn't lucky, but that anyway. explains your water polo career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it it didn't bring me bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, that we know of. That's Hang true. Uh, but then think about all the other things. Okay, there's thirteen we four seasons, and we have thirteen weeks. Okay, um, children become teenagers at age thirteen. There are approximately thirteen cycles of the moon each year. Okay, interesting. So also Apollo thirteen was not a failure. Or a, tra or a tragic incident, I should say. that It's a successful failure is what they called it. A good recovery. Yeah. It was a good recovery. Uh, prohibition in the United States lasted 13 years. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad thing because had it lasted a lot longer, uh, we wouldn't be having our show today. No, no. <laughs> so Good thing for the average Joe when it ended, not so good for the bootleggers. Right? That's because true. Because prohibition gave rise to modern gangsters. and That's true. Uh, there are 13 cards in each suit in the hand of uh, uh, playing cards, a deck of playing cards. And also, aluminum has an atomic number of 13. And I love aluminum. <laughs> there you go. Who doesn't love <laughs> aluminum? It's light. It's strong. It's amazing. It's, it's what most water bottles these days are. It's amazing. People are really funny. People get so weirded out by the whole superstition deal, right? And when it comes down to 13, I like this. 
before it became Friday the 13, when 13 was just the unlucky number, there was actually a group in New York founded by a guy named Captain William Fowler, who personally... I will never remember that. Neither will I. He personally sought to remove the stigma around the number 13 and started a society called the 13 Club. I I see this failing miserably. So they would get together, they would have only 13 guests at a dinner table, and they would only meet on dates surrounding the number 13. So like the 13th day of the month and things like that, they would dine. But what if you have an issue? And they would dine in room number 13 of the Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker <laughs> Cottage. I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> which is a bar that, oh yeah, Fowler happened to own. So props to him for uh, coming up with a way to get people in the door. And they would sit down to a 13-course dinner. They, See, I'm thinking this is more of an elaborate marketing scheme that he just, he it was like a niche market that he found and just capitalized on it. This gets even better, though. He forced members to pass beneath a ladder as they walked in for the dinner. Holding a black cat or Underneath the banner that read, Morituri te salutamos, which is Latin for those of us who are about to die salute you. Yeah, see, that's that's some that's some cult shit right there. I, I'm just like, but don't you love the fact that people were so worked up by the number thirteen that he had to create a society to try to like sell it? No, 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 no. See, he didn't to have off. to create a society. Shows to he, as a there go. Employee, I agree. <laughs> he chose to create a society, but it was it was risque. Right, it was so clever because people were, oh, oh, thirteen, you can't do that, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, they were drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, okay, and, and I don't want to knock anybody for their superstitions. You know, I mean, you, you. I do. I, I'm not going. Well, maybe we should. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. I have, you know, in the theater, you say, you know, break a leg, and you have superstitions. You, the whole the play that should not be named and, you know, things like that. Athletes have superstitions, you know, where they don't, they have a winning streak. They don't change their socks or other weird. That's disgusting. (laughs) I'm not saying that they're good superstitions, but uh, I'm just saying people have them. So I, I don't knock anyone for the fact that they have something that they believe helps them either with good luck or if they try to avoid bad luck, you know, I, I I don't know. I you we can laugh at it because there's a lot of a lot of them that we that I admit to myself that I'm like that's stupid. I spent a little over ten days sailing on a large schooner out of Boston Harbor up around Maine and back down years back. Believe it or not, I know. Believe it or not, and I made the mistake my first day aboard the ship of whistling. You ever whistle on a ship? No. It was a miracle. The captain and the chief mate didn't throw me overboard. I, I'm still trying to get over. I'm is, still trying uh, to get over the fact that you were on a ship. Yeah, yeah, a big one, a sailboat made out of wood. It was terrifying. Brian Chambers. <laughs> it was made out of. It was wood. utterly horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, wood sinks, but so does metal. <laughs> yeah, everything sinks, and I don't have gills, so yeah, it was not a fun experience. Wait, how but long ago was this, though? I was. 17 or 18 oh, okay. somewhere I, in there. I you know, I was picturing this in the last 18. couple, I was couple years. I was okay. 18. Yeah. So a while ago. I was I, I was picturing you like a couple of years ago. I was like, "Wait, when the hell did you go on a boat?" Yeah, 98. And why and why would you have not told me about it cuz you would have you would have been ranting and raving about how ludicrous that was that you were on a boat. <laughs> It was ludicrous. <laughs> it was absurd. I actually almost killed everybody on board one night, but that's a story for another day. Uh, they told you not to play with the harpoon guns. 
They put me in charge of sonar and radar. <laughs> what were they thinking? Horrible idea. Well, how do you kill anyone with sonar, being in charge of sonar? You don't pay attention, and there's a car carrier coming at you in the middle of a night sale. Well, that that will do it. Yeah, um, it, it did. It did almost do it. We were almost toothpicks. It was bad. Yeah, 13 degrees to the left. There it is. There's the 13. Very good. Very, very good. That'd be port, by the way, but well done. That w- It would be port. Yes, that's right. Indeed, depending on which way you're facing. <laughs> Yeah. You know. Yeah. Starboard is right. Yeah. Port is left. Yeah. Yes. If, if you're facing the ship's wheel, don't think that left is port. Otherwise, <laughs> you're, you might be turning the wrong way into that car carrier. For all the nautical enthusiasts out there, yes, we will be correct in those directions. Indeed. But that's about it as far as, you know, that and the jib boom, you know. Indeed. I actually could never remember port and starboard, but I always remember that left and port both have four letters in the word and then it clicks. Oh my gosh. I just got a headache listening to that. <laughs> Like trying to put that in, like how analytical you you are on that thought. Hex on you, sir, <laughs> with your lucky clover hat and not believing in superstition. Uh, did you like it? I, I did. I, I wore so I wore some some luck. All right, there, luck of the Irish. That's right. Okay. But so I, I ask I ask you before before we move on from this segment, then. So thirteen Friday the thirteenth. Obviously, we grew up in the eighties, so we're big. You know. 80s horror story. I don't know if we're fans. Yeah, I don't go near a lake. I don't go near a lake when I'm camping. Yeah, bad idea. In the night. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a sinner, you're screwed. (laughs) You know, he's coming after you. But um, Jason aside, you know, do we do we think that these superstitions are fading? I don't hear a lot about Friday the Thirteenth. I think they're anymore. I mean, fading. Come on, how how far? We've already talked about how far they go back. You know. Yeah, they've endured a long time. Yeah. But but do you hear it? When I was a kid, I used to hear it. I used to hear people talk about like, oh, don't 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 do thirteen. It's not lucky. And now I. Never really hear about it. I I don't know if it's anything that, as a society, we embellish. I feel like when we were growing up, it it was a bigger deal, and you know, I I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I absolutely could be wrong. And uh, correct me, uh, viewers and listeners, if if I am wrong. But I don't think that it is as publicized now. I feel like it's not too. Yeah. I feel like it's, sort you of, know, I, you the don't, digital age has taken a bit of this from us. I, right? I think so. And there's so much and so many things going on that it may still be out there. I'm sure it is. Cause I mean, we're talking about it. You know, everyone has a, a segment about Friday the 13th. I'm sure. Yeah. There I'm might sure. be cultural differences too. Like my wife has all kinds of superstitions that I had never heard of in the West that she grew up with in the East. Um, that she's still like, I can't kiss her across a door jam. For example, evidently that's like terrible luck. I have no idea why. Oh, I mean, well, that's true. I mean, I remember when I was in uh, visiting Beijing in China, they, I, I was going through some of uh, the older buildings and historic buildings, and they have this big, like the it, through a doorway, they have a, a, it's blocked off. Like you have to step over the the door to get in to walk through it, right? And I asked about that. And I was like, why did it? Because all the doors were like that. But it's because ghosts don't have feet. So they can't step over it. So that way, when you go into a room, the ghost would stop. So in Asian culture, ghosts like slither along the I, ground. I, I, evidently, I, I, I guess. Or, in Western or, or, culture, or spirit. They sort of would float I shouldn't right say over ghosts. Right? I, ghosts may be incorrect to say, but but spirits or, or anything like that, they don't. They they don't have legs to to, to step, step over. over, so they, that that stops them. That's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 like we were talking about, like a lot of cultural differences, a lot of superstitions that other people believe, and and some people are just freaking nuts. It's true. Another one my wife does whenever I forget something. I say in the that house. with love, listeners. Indeed. I say that with love. If ever if ever if ever I forget something when I'm leaving the house, I have to go back in to get it. I have to make a funny face in a mirror. Don't know why. 
Or it's bad luck. No idea. I, I like the ghost without the feet thing better personally. <laughs> yes, if I trip over your front door coming in the next time, I swear. How many Westerners do you think go visit where you were in Asia and just fall right on their face tripping over the damn doors? Well, all the time? Con I would. considering it was... Uh, like, hey guys. Well, considering it was the Forbidden City, which is pretty popular, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. I'd say so. Quite a, quite a bit that go. <laughs> so. Forbidden if you don't pay the entry fee. <laughs> well, you know, they had a Starbucks in the Forbidden City, I Did think. they really? Yeah. That is absolutely wonderful. It, I it love got, it. It got shut down. I believe it got shut down. By I'm Emperor's not, Decree. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor says this Starbucks is now closed. <laughs> Get the bow and arrows. Uh, okay. Oh, feetless spirit. <laughs> Just don't even get it. All right. Before we go on, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or Email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. So our second segment, Philip, that I want to get in today is a little bit more local here uh, to our Houston area. Ooh, yeah, I like it. I, I know. And it's kind of one that ties into a little bit of, of the neighborhood. Um, you know, there was a capacity crowd at NRG uh, recently. And this comedian and singer was performing down there. And after the the show, he went to another place. Like he went like to another bar. bar. Yeah, like okay. another bar. Um, and in fact, he went out to an outdoor patio at bar 5015, which is on Almeida. Um, it's a, I've never been there, but anytime you have a patio bar and especially where there's close residential areas, it can get it can get a bunch of of noise and a lot of ruckus, man. And there was this guy who, who wrote in and told uh, the Chronicle, the Houston Chronicle, he had to wear construction grade earplugs to try to go to sleep to to keep the booming and all and all the stuff you know to, from all the party and and the the sound and everything just to try to get some sleep. And so now what they're trying to do is they're trying to change the policies for uh, neighborhood. Uh, ordinances and city ordinances for bars and clubs and things like that. Uh, but they're proposing amendments for the city council to consider. And it's going to say businesses within 300 feet of a home would be required to obtain newly created commercial sound permit to play and amplify music up to 75 decibels until 10 p.m. on weeknights or 11 p.m. on weekends. Sound above 75 decibels, about as loud as landscaping equipment, uh, heard from inside a house has been shown to cause hearing damage over time. It does. That's that's for sure, hundred percent. So, you know, and so it's saying after those cutoffs, music would have to stay below fifty-eight decibels until two a.m. So, I I don't know. Do you think this is going to pass? I mean, you think about it because they, we're we're inside the loop. We're we're here for those of you that don't know Houston. Uh, we're we're pretty close to a lot of the action of things that go on and and several different not just well not even just clubs bars and restaurants but very close neighbors 
on top yeah, of this, you know? I, I think that, okay, so... We'll, so we're so, not even talking patio bars. You could be like your next door neighbor, you know, throwing a, a rager. Right. So do I think it'll pass? I, I have no idea. I hope it does, quite frankly. So does, educate, does it make us sound like old, and old, old and yeah, exactly. Right. Or, or do you think it's a legit thing? Because you're seeing a lot of new places in our area that are popping up with all these random new, like it becomes all of a sudden it's like an old house and now it's a bar or it, you know, it was this old building and now they just turned it into a restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's very close to all living like residential areas. Yeah. I think for anybody who's not living with this, yes, we most certainly sound like old, boring, fuddy duddies, and, <laughs> you know, freaking fascists. And we can't play our music late Those at night. Those young kids. Yeah. <laughs> ah, turn it down. Um, but Houston basically has zero zoning. We do not. Th that's have... the other part of it, though. Yeah, it's it's a big zoning issue. That that's right. the the and, general. And we literally don't have it. So in Houston, you can have uh, you know neighborhood with million, two million dollar houses, and then one street over, you can have a storage unit, and then one street over, you can have a series of bars and restaurants, and then one street over, a factory, and it can all be within the exact same neighborhood. We literally don't have zoning like most of the rest of the country does for big cities. So Yeah, and that, we're not we're not talking about going out to the the burbs either where they have where it's a lot more like the zoning is actually right, not at all. very defined <laughs> and stuff like so, that. So with that you'll have a very crowded neighborhood full of lots of tightly packed houses because Houston's a very dense, very heavily populated city and all of a sudden bars and clubs and restaurants will pop up literally within those houses in that community. And I feel absolutely horrible for those poor people to have to endure the noise because you can have, you know, your, your family home that you struggle to afford every month. You finally settled in, you're there, you've got your sleeping baby. And next thing you know, there's a bar next door thumping until two o'clock in the morning with a line out the door. It's a real problem. Yeah. But do you think that, and, and this is kind of where I, I'm on the fence with this. Do, do you think that people should accept the fact that they live in the city and when you know that there's bars and restaurants close in the area that it's something you need to accept knowing that. Now, and I, I guess it's a little different if you've been there first and something pops up. So I can understand, which is kind of the case with this uh, person who oh, they were uh, talking to in the article who wore the uh, earplugs. But even still, knowing that you're in a city, you know, it, it's like... Let, let's jump out of Houston for a minute. Let's let's go to New York, right? New York, they taught the city that never sleeps, right? Or is that Vegas? I New York. New York, okay. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got that right. Yeah. I mean, Vegas doesn't sleep either, but you know. No, you bring on the methamphetamines. <laughs> they're, so, they're both up all night. But, but, but I'm just saying, so let, let's talk about that because if you are in a city that you know is always busy, has things going on all hours of the night, you know, you can go get Chinese food at, 3 a.m. or whatever, or there's, or go into Little Italy and be there for forever, you know, wherever you're going, you, there's always something going on. And you have to kind of, I guess, accept the fact that this is where I live and these are the things that go on and I must adapt myself to them. I think there's a bit of buyer beware. I think there's a bit of realism that people that live in a big city have to become uh, comfortable with, to your point. But Let's use New York City as, as your example. You can't go to Brooklyn, buy up an old brownstone, and turn it into a nightclub. It's not allowed. 
because they have zoning. Yeah. So yeah. it is a bit different here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think if you, you know, if you buy the house, but, but that's, that's not going to, but that's not going to talk, that's not going to stop like noisy neighbors or people that are partying and things like that. Right. No, of course. So not. they I mean, have their own sound ordinances and all that to handle that. But, but yeah, I mean, if you go, if you go buy a home next to a bunch of noisy nightclubs, of course, you know what you're buying. But for people that didn't do that, it's a real problem. So I think that. So is it, is it the owner, is it the owner's fault then? No, I think for, the, have, for the restaurants or bars in I this think, case. I think you have to have a balance, right? I think that, I think that it's, it's asinine for any bar, let's say, to say, oh, between 11 and 2 o'clock, the difference between 58 decibels and 75 decibels is going to ruin my business. Because that's nonsense. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't really be that good of a place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're like, if the, your crowd's if, if that, leaving because fuck, that, that 25 I can, I can hear people now, I'm out of here. This place <laughs> sucks. Yeah. I, They're not giving me those extra 25 decibels. Yeah. Peace no, out. I, I think that, uh, you, <laughs> I don't you, care you that it's other, free wings. Right. <laughs> You, you have other business model problems if you're losing clientele because you're not, you know, rattling people's windows from a block away. Well, and again, if you have a performer or somebody that is a big name or something that shows up at your place and is doing that, obviously that's going to draw in more people. So you're going to have a bigger crowd at that, you know, with that. And and yes, telling you to keep it down for in that situation, th that would hurt your business. Yeah. I mean, people wouldn't want to hang around for that. Yeah. I do think that if this does pass, there should be caveats and there should be exceptions. For example, New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, within reason, okay, you have to cut New Year's Eve off at some point. But when you're talking about the single largest celebratory day for bars in the country, it's like, well... They should probably get a bit of a pass, right? Maybe, maybe, is, is, maybe is New Year's midnight. the only one that you would do that? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. You, part of the problem is that if you give out too many free passes, you start. That's what I'm to, saying. Because then, then you got to look at uh, St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. Then you got to look at Halloween, 4th, Halloween, Halloween sure. Super Bowl. You know, all those days sure. that are massive, big drinking days, right? Yeah, and, and part of the problem is if you start getting out passes you really do start to kind of feed bad behavior. I was about to say Valentine's Day, but that, that's definitely not. Let's get like, crazy. Yeah, I, was say, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that would be one one heck of an interesting Valentine's yeah. Day. It was a rager. It's the day for love. Thank you, Houston. <laughs> Good night. You know, yeah. I, I, but, but I do think that what happens is it, if you set if you set the limits and you don't stick with them pretty thoroughly, then yeah, you're gonna have a problem where it's like, oh, it's rager night because we get to be louder tonight. Yeah. Um, but but come on, like again, the difference the difference is significant for people trying to sleep. It's not significant for the bar crowd between 58 and 75 decibels. I think it's perfectly reasonable. So I do hope it passes. Now, how they're gonna enforce it? Well, okay, and that is my follow up with that. I don't know how it's going to be enforced. I really don't because they are saying that it was basically a thousand dollar fine for a noise violation or anything like that. Now it's going to be two thousand dollars, and I'm like, well, if people really aren't paying attention to a thousand dollar fine, I don't think two thousand dollars is really going to make a mark and and them go, oh, we got to watch that. That two thousand dollar fine's coming. Well, it needs you know, to be a I mean, scale, right? It needs to be a like a three strike system or something like that. And that and maybe and, and maybe that is, you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. we'll, it is we'll easy see. to detect sound now. The hell, my Apple Watch will tell me exactly what decibel rating there is around <laughs> me. And that talk about an old man feature. It's like, be careful. <laughs> it's a little loud in here. Well, yeah, you have. I don't have the new one, so I don't have. The, I don't have the new one either. It's not even the new one. It's well, like yeah, two but, generations but old. Do you it have, still does you it. You have fall protection on yours. I do. Yeah. See, yeah. you. you 
you need that more than I me. I should probably turn that on. Yeah. <laughs> to say you should turn that on. It's disabled. Maybe I should enable it. <laughs> Especially if I'm going to be going over any door jams in China. Oh. <laughs> I'm going down. I was running from that spirit. I just didn't have time to, to get over. <laughs> Quick jump. It can't follow you. It doesn't have legs. I'm not a high hurdler. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, what do you guys think? Um, you know, let us know. What, does your neighborhood have a, a zoning, a noise ordinance, and and is it zoned for things like that? I mean, it's it's just very interesting that this has kind of come up in in our city, being one of the the loudest loudest cities there is. Larger. Yeah. I mean, one of the larger cities in the U.S. We're the fourth largest city in the U.S. And and it's very interesting that this problem is now being tackled. Yeah. So what's worse? And, What's worse, the the bar next door thumping until two a.m. or the house next door where they give like the eleven year old a drum set for his birthday? Ooh, I, I would honestly, I don't know. That's tough a that's call, a that right? is a tough call. I was that kid with the drum set in the garage. Um, yeah, my my I, my my. But cousin, again, I, I wasn't like wall to wall. I wasn't in a townhome or something playing the drum set. Yeah. I was in a house. You know, my cousin's daughter got a drum set when she was very young, and she became a very talented young drummer. But at first, I bet it was rough on the neighbors. You yeah, know? it's like, oh, they have a pretty that, big yard. That, thankfully, some distance. Well, as I say, that my neighbors, when the garage and stuff, I had that too. But when you, again, you can hear stuff. Sound travels. I mean, sound does travel, so you can hear things going on. Uh, you know, I'd probably have to take the the drummer next door, only because for me, I'd want to get my guitar out and go jam with them. There you go. You know, maybe so maybe that might come. But also, because you're a good neighbor. Well, <laughs> don't knock. Just walk in with the guitar. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, let's do it, man. Stay true to the show. <laughs> I, I, but the thing is, I the reason I would choose the the drummer next door is because most likely they are not going to be playing at night. So even if you're at home, it's a you know, it, it, there's only so many hours somebody can drum before their arms just fall off. Right. It's true. You know, so you can go somewhere else if it's that if it's bothering you that much or it, you can ask them if you are doing something. Hey, I got this to do. Is it cool that you chill out for a little while? You know, you got the bar next door. You, you can't walk in and be like, dude, I got to get up in three hours. Can you guys turn it down? It's you, true. you know, and, and in fairness, and you got to deal with with drunks. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say everyone that goes to the bar is a drunk. That's a misconception. But you got to deal with people drinking and a lot of other people with very uh, strong opinions about you telling them to stop having fun. Yeah, strong opinions and large fists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I will say that if the eleven-year-old next door is drumming at one a.m., then his parents probably are thumping at the bar next door. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's true. It's like, well, it's either there, or there. <laughs> It is interesting, so. though. It'd be interesting to see how it unfolds. What do you all think? Post up on our social media. Are you for sound ordinances and laws like this, or are we just old fuddy-duddies and fascists who don't know how to have a good time? You know, I think it's a little mix of both, but I, I, I don't—I think I would feel like that—I would feel this way if I was— I think anywhere outside of college, getting out of college, I think when I was in college, I could have cared less. I've heard right? stories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were definitely that guy. Next I, door. I was the guy next door. But of course, I lived in a college town, and most of the people around the area that lived next door to us or, or within, you know, we, we knew them and they knew us. So this wasn't. You know, it it wasn't like oh, there's a new family that just moved in. No, right. it was a lot more college kids and other people that are age and things that oh that would party and things like that. So we were okay with it, and they were okay with it. In fact, I had my drums out in my in the back. I had my drums in college, and then we had this 
uh, this back house, but it, it was supposed to be converted into a sauna and they never finished it. So it was just this wooden like enclosed house. So it became like the late night party hangout after, you know, if we wanted to be outside and I stuck my drums in there, we rigged up a TV and stuff. And so there would be some nights that we would just be going and was like, Hey, let's, let's jam. And so we get on, we'd turn up like a, a stereo and I'd get on the drums and it was probably about, I would I'd say about three feet, like distance, maybe, maybe six, six feet, maybe six feet distance between that little house and the window to the house next door. And there was one night that I swear we went off one night and I told him the next day, I go, man, I am so sorry. And I think he had such a good time that he just passed out and had no idea. That's hilarious. He was just like, what? What are you talking about? See, you, you know you went to college <laughs> in the South when you can tell stories like that. If I had done that where I was in school, we'd be frozen to death in about 45 minutes. So, you know, there's no there's no playing outside. No, I mean, it gets it gets cold. It gets cold in West Texas, but it, no, not like sub-freezing temperatures or anything yeah, like 15, that. 15, 20 below. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, not quite that low. Not quite that low. So, but anyway, let, let us know what you guys think, you know? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious. Is the, was this guy right to be complaining about it? So, uh, but fuddy-duddy. I know. But let's get into a little bit of some neighborly advice, which actually goes along the lines of what we're talking about. Ooh. You know, and not to sound and be on this whole keep your noise down, but it's getting warmer out. It's summertime. It's nice. You're gonna want to go to the pool. You're gonna want to catch those rays. Put on that sunscreen. Pour a nice little drink. Sit by the pool, enjoy it. Maybe bring out a little Bluetooth speaker, put on some music. But you know what you shouldn't do? Crank that music up if you don't know everyone around the area. And it's not a private pool. Oh, <laughs> you live in an apartment complex. I do. <laughs> I, I have nothing against people playing music, but the fact is, take a little scan. Just, just look around. You and JBL are going to have words. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> just like, I, I mean, just like, oh, there's a group of people over there. Then there's a family over there. Maybe I should ask them, are you guys cool with this style of music? And then, you know, keep it at a reasonable level. But, you know, I, you know, I don't need to hear hardcore rap. That's good. You know, advice. like around like young kids. And what we're talking about, like younger kids that, you know. Yeah. We're not, yeah, I just take a scan. Yeah. Just look around. That's good neighborly advice. And if that doesn't work, try this. Hey, is that the new Bose? Can I see that? Sploomp. Is that waterproof? <laughs> Sorry, man, just just testing the product. Yeah, does Bluetooth work for 13 feet of water? I just wanted to see how many, if you can get up to 75 decibels underwater. <laughs> That's what you do. Looks like just like a, like a <laughs> torpedo blast. <laughs> <laughs> Just a new little fountain a in bunch the pool. Of soap people all around. <laughs> well, that's the base. It really thumps. Yeah, yeah. It was like a good product, man. <laughs> you should get another one of those. <laughs> um, but I will say, you know, if that's not your your jam, and you're like, well, I don't do that. Well, then I'll just tell you this: put on some sunscreen this summer. So protect yourself from those UVs. Here you go. Be polite. Don't get cancer. <laughs> that's, hey, right. All right. that's right. It is real, but. I don't know. I think we're ready to wrap this one up. I think so, Brian. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's it's kind of great. Uh, but, you know, we have a very special episode next week. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Our season finale. So thank you all for stopping by and for listening. But please do be sure to check that out because it was ultra special. Yeah. You guys are going to not want to miss the season four finale. Very, very special episode. Also... 
you know, if you guys want to leave us a message, an audio message, or get an audio message back from us, you can go to our link for our pod inbox, uh, and you can find Neighbors Don't Knock. Check out the link, and you can leave us a message for free. Yeah, it's very cool. For Interact free. with us, please. We love hearing Yeah, from I love you. hearing from you guys. And you know, if you feel like leaving a little something for us, hey, that option is in there, too. But, you know, I, I think I'd love to hear from all of you more often. Show the love. That's right. Uh, make sure you check out other episodes. And, you know, there's going to be some teasers coming out. Ooh, season five teasers. Mm, I like season it. Five. I like uh-huh. it. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week with that special episode. Have a great week. Peace out. Turn it down!